0: HGTV Sports, it's in the cave
1: I will say they are looking extremely solid And I do love to see an underdog story You know, with the young team coming in to get the win But
2: So for mother environment or mother area they come off the cold. cold. And they're, they're, to hold they're not used to it. Big play Kick
3: it out to Bryant. Pass it over to Cox for three. Got it!
4: Good.
1: we had a great super bowl weekend that is our first topic of discussion. we're going to wrap up the season give our final breakdown of how the nfl season was
2: while while we're doing this we encourage everybody let's you know season's over so it's time to reminisce so yeah let let us know know what some of your favorite moments from this season were we got the text line call us comment on all of our lives um you know it's it's always bittersweet when the nfl season comes to an end but
1: Especially we can always look life.
2: back on it it's a very interesting season this year a lot of injuries
1: really could have went either way with yeah. any team anyone yeah, could have won it but
2: and really yeah. i mean, in kansas city cementing the, that they are a dynasty it looked like they could they could have easily been first round exits watching their their regular season play, but man, I mean they they picked a great time to get it all together. Yeah, we saw teams down the stretch like Miami and Philadelphia. They started the year strong and then fell apart. They collapsed. Jacksonville. The
1: yep. They weren't even in the playoffs because of it. Started off eight and three, and they ended nine and eight. So what a season for Jacksonville. That sucks though. They were actually pretty good.
2: Yeah. They just couldn't couldn't figure it out.
1: It could have been another underdog story. But and none of the underdogs really got it. It was just
2: it was Mahomes I
1: mean, got a taste of the playoffs and he's not gonna stay out of it. No. I mean the beginning <laughs> of the year, I think the, the
2: the Chiefs they were the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl again. So yeah. Just goes to show the the Vegas odds makers, they know what they're talking about. We got to talk about, um, what's his name, NFL Network, Peter Schrafer. Mm-hmm. He's accurately predicted the past five Super Bowl winners. Go yeah, on, it's pretty sure. crazy. Yeah, pretty At the crazy. beginning of the season, he always gives a Super Bowl prediction. Well, you know, he it's easy now... to predict when you're rigging, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he's it got, was rigged. He's got the inside script, he knows.
1: If it was rigged, I feel like one of those underdog teams would have won. Because then it's like WWE. The good guy always ends up winning eventually.
5: That's very true. Yeah. Very true. Well,
1: this is just the year that we had to wait, I guess, if it's scripted.
2: Hey, maybe.
5: <laughs>
1: this I mean, is the I'll year the bad guy wins. Taylor two years in, in a row.
2: Coming in, and they had to like let the Chiefs win it to, to capture the Swifty football sales.
1: Oh, they made did you so wanna... much
5: money. Did you want to tell people the breaking news that that we heard this morning that they're they're talking about that it reported?
1: Oh yeah! Before we get too deep into our discussion, since he was a famous football player, O.J. Simpson, there's further information coming out on his story. So what is
5: it, H uh, Train? Is so basically is what they're saying from what I read on the article, this this old guy. It, I, I don't know if you've ever seen that. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Um, uh, like uh, It's like uh, the, Cadillac, the Kodiak Killer or whatever. But the it's. Zodiac? Yeah. Yeah. So this retired cop, yeah, you know, he's obsessed with the story. And because of the new DNA advances in technology, the DNA detection could lead to an arrest it's his son and it makes perfect sense i honestly i didn't even know he had a son
1: that's pretty crazy though That that how did they get the like information though like this late in the this long (sighs) after
5: i don't know you know and everybody this isn't coming off of reddit as you yeah, can this see, is news. this is an actual news source that's coming from CBS News, obsessed with OJ, local private eye claims. He's cracked the case. Now, you know, we'll see. We will see. If, the, if there's not an arrest made after five days, we'll see.
1: Because it usually takes about five days guy. for
5: this stuff to happen.
1: That'll be interesting to see.
5: So that was pretty crazy. That's our uh, this morning. Yeah,
1: breaking news this morning. I,
5: I mean, hell, when of those two representatives resigned. We found out what this morning, and then like the very next day they resigned. So it it, it just takes a couple of days. I'm back be back yeah, to our bad.
1: Super Bowl. Super my bad. That was that's actually really interesting because I didn't know about that. I was seeing a bunch of memes like, "Why is he trending again?"
2: I mean, if it is true, man, nobody will. That's gonna be a lot of validation for OJ. But we'll, yeah, we'll 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 keep an eye on that, and we'll get back to you if anything actually comes to this.
5: But, I wonder if OJ could sue the city or whatever for all for everything that he went through and all that other stuff. If, if this is if this is to be true. Never know. Mm, okay. That accessible. is, that's
1: true. I mean, got a score to beat the Mahomes. Three yeah. points, three points is not enough to be up and think that your defense can hold them if you're giving them the last possession with all that time. The new overtime rules, they needed, they needed seven right there since the other team was going to get a chance.
2: And I mean, this is the first time we've seen it play out. So it's very interesting. It's like, what's the strategy here? Do you want to take the ball? Do you want to give the other guys a chance first and try to have that third possession? So definitely a tough spot for the Niners to be in. But
1: that's why they should have, that's why they needed to score a touchdown because they got the ball first in OT.
2: but we can go back to even the beginning of the game. Some missed opportunities for them. They really kept the chiefs in this never being able to pull too far ahead. I mean, it was a super even turnover battle. Each team only committed six penalties. Yeah. And, it, but it, and that exactly the way you're expecting when you like in a game where both teams are evenly matched, but Mahomes is the other quarterback. Usually what happens is he wins. That's, and it was it's very anticlimactic it's what you'd expect but you get, i mean you gave the guy the last possession
1: yeah what would you expect
2: pretty much the same we've just been seeing it happen over and over it doesn't make it it's any easier to watch but you got i mean you just you have to do something different like to be able first it was to be able to beat the Bradys, now to be able to beat mahomes like you got to just you got to win big somewhere Somebody's got to make a huge difference.
1: Out of The Dre Greenlaw injury is really what started the momentum swing for the Chiefs, too, because Oren Burks, this is his stats in coverage after he got subbed in. Nine targets, nine catches allowed. He allowed a touchdown, 134.7 passer rating when he was targeted, and a 32.1 coverage grade. So it was literally like the worst thing that could happen. Dre Greenlaw gets injured walking out to the field after a punt.
5: So I have a question for you. Do you think the target, this, what we're talking about, do you think that maybe that's the reason why uh, Andy Reid got in with it with Travis Kelsey on the sidelines?
1: Well, that was because there when the fumble happened yeah. after they got that really long pass early, yeah, he wasn't in the play during the fumble. So he was like pretty much going to Andy Reed telling him like, put me in the game. I would have like, that wouldn't have happened if he got me the ball right there. People are saying that Travis Kelsey pushed him. He just walked up and was like yelling and he scared the shit out of Andy Reed. He he made him jump a little bit. It was like, they're just like that. When they, yeah. They were down 10 to three. People early. get like
5: excited when, you know, you know, when 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 they get all, uh real anxious and stuff, they, yeah, he wants to
1: win. Yeah. It's
2: the biggest game right of the, the year. It's the it's the Super Bowl. I mean, emotions are running high on all sides. That's I was uh watching something earlier this morning. A couple of guys talking about his injury, how it might, Dre Greenlaw's, how that might be the worst injury we've ever seen in sports. Just just based Seriously. on the circumstances alone. I mean biggest stage of your career huge game and you get injured just taking the field after a punt and your team wasn't able to pull out a win either so and uh, your replacement got picked on i mean the niners defense they pretty pretty much had their number for like
1: the whole game
2: you know those like, like that final drive in overtime and a lot of the second half, they could have really used an all pro caliber linebacker out there. I mean they had Fred Warner, but well hell he's, every he's time you turn every time he
5: turned around, they're a 49er down. I mean, they like lost four players during that one game. It sucks too, because
2: well, and I think they losing been there. losing Green yaw. you know where that really hurts you is having a spy on Mahomes, because that's where he, he killed them. And the second was using his legs. And that's how he kills a lot of teams. Now, if you're able to have, like, if you're able to still have Greenlaw or Warner out there in coverage out there on Kelsey, and then you're able to have the other ones spying Mahomes,
1: That's what they I needed. Mean, you got
2: that the versatility that,
1: that they had
2: in really their defense really they, fell. They didn't have that in the second half and he, they didn't pay that way. But I mean, the injury is not the only reason they lost. If you, I want to just go back to the the offense of the Niners. First of all, they got away from the run way too much.
1: Yeah, they didn't run until OT. Like the second half, they yeah. strayed away from it.
2: McCaffrey, he did end up getting like 22 attempts, but it was just like we weren't consistently seeing the running down the stretch. They ran a lot on their first few drives, and we saw them get up to like a 10-0 lead. And then they, they kept trying to pass it. And I mean, besides Christian McCaffrey and Juwan Jennings a little bit, cause he, he threw a touchdown and caught one. I mean, like guys just disappeared. Like you can't, it can't be all on McCaffrey. He had, a, he led the team in rushing and receiving yards and caught a touchdown. And it's just, sorry. had 160 total yards, 80 rushing, 80 pat, uh, receiving and 30 touches. I mean, everybody else went quiet. Kittle, Iu, and Samuel. These guys all combined for eleven total touches for just ninety-four yards between the three of them.
1: The secondary of the Chiefs really, like, played to their strengths. I also feel like they weren't. I don't know, like Iu and Kittle and Debo. Why are they not getting the ball? Or like, how are they? You're not just creating plays for them to call their own number, like those screens. Feel like they didn't work the outside too often where they try to get the edge with McCaffrey or Debo on the screens. They could have done I feel like they had chances, just like every other team that's played the Chiefs in the playoffs. They have chances to win. Just don't capitalize on them. I agree with sticking to the run for their identity, but at the same time their pass game was just they weren't even able to like get a thing to work.
2: Yeah, Purdy was pretty inaccurate. I mean he Like he was around sixty percent for the game, but just some missed throws, missed opportunities. I'm not going to take anything away from Kansas City's defense. They played really well. I mean, they're a great defense. They are the reason carried the Chiefs. They're the reason the Chiefs still won the AFC West this year because the offense was they couldn't find it. Lackluster at best in the regular season. Yeah, most drops in the league. So the defense is what got them into the playoffs, and, I mean, it's they've continued to play at a high level in the playoffs. Something I found pretty interesting though is they didn't have a single sack, at Chiefs defense, and they have a pretty formidable pass rush. That's they were creating
1: game. pressure, they just didn't get the they just didn't get to the quarterback all the way, which I mean it did enough. So,
2: uh, well, if we uh. Take it back to third and four on in overtime. If you guys remember, I mean, Chris Jones blew that play up and he like didn't get blocked.
1: Unblocked. At all. Straight at Purdy.
2: And I, you had Brandon Ayuk for a touchdown. And it's just like, why in that moment is the best defensive player on the Chiefs roster unblocked?
1: Just going straight through. I mean, I guess it's probably just the play call on defense that could have just like they he got right into that gap that's just how they designed the the blitz to work but dang that he literally just like straight through the middle there was no one near him and a bright red jersey it was just one guy flying through everyone it's like a movie moment they the yeah. final two guys are moving in in slow motion running at each other <laughs> in the pouring rain and the, like the cliche football movies. But we can take a look at that uh, last play real quick. Okay. Apparently, the NFL had uh, Patrick Mahomes mic'd up during the Super Bowl. So they got to hear his reaction and the play call. Know what it's called Patrick Mahomes' final play.
5: Oh, my bad. You know, so
2: we got a lot of clips.
5: Yeah, there is a lot of clips.
2: I just want to show you guys the good stuff. Yeah, Patrick. Everybody,
5: I'm sorry for some reason. I'm having a hard time finding what is it named Patrick Mahomes because I don't see anything.
1: Should be like Mahomes' final play, final okay. play in there. In those top section of clips like that top group yeah under okay. the intro
5: i'm starting to wonder if you guys didn't put oh there we go hey. all right i'm oh. retarded.
3: all hey, so right so i got church white, bunch f shuttle tom and jerry right yellow orange, orange 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 let's go 13 seconds to go in the overtime Set. we're good we're good a touchdown wins the game Set.
0: Right side touchdown! Kansas City! There is a back to back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs! Oh, a man!
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's mean, also the uh reactions of the players but go ahead hg it's
2: just like they make it look so easy and it's just like that like that that final drive they had i mean it was just methodical i don't think the niners
1: straight down the field forced
2: like a, a single negative play or uh like there wasn't at least a gain of zero even i think that they they managed to gain yards on there was play.
1: People are pointing this out. I should have grabbed a clip of it, but there was one play. It was like third and two on that overtime drive. They picked up the first down, and they they messed up on something. I, or I don't even know what happened. They might have fixed it later on, but the next play, Patrick Mahomes scrambles out, and he runs for two yards, and instead of it being like second and eight, second and seven, it reset it to first and ten again on the NFL game. Like on TV, yeah, you know, they, it was I, like everybody was freaking out about that.
2: I was, I'm not even like I don't even think of the game. I mean, the officials knew it was sucking down. Right? I think that. Was, yeah, they're
1: like, gonna move the chains, right? So everyone was freaking TV out. Train. Yeah, everyone was freaking out about it. Like I, definitely,
2: I'll say I saw a uh, uh, compilation of missed holding penalties on the Chiefs. They definitely got away with some.
1: I saw a lot too.
2: I mean, that I, I, it happens on. I mean, both, so both said sides, they hold a lot. But, <laughs> I think it was just like some especially glaring ones that you know could have been called.
1: Especially when they lead the league in the uh, in their penalties, their two tackles. They lead the they led the league this year in holding penalties. So that's something you should probably watch out for as the Super Bowl officiating crew. It's funny too. They draw those officiating crews through a hat drawing.
5: Yep. They sure do. Year. That's uh, I don't know about. Except that. they didn't do that with the replacement refs. Remember that that year? In football oh my god! Yes. That was the
1: dumbest season. I <laughs> one
5: one guy got in trouble because literally after the after the game, he asked for his autograph.
1: <laughs> that is so. Imagine just being a regular dude. The NFL tries to hire like, you to be yeah, a ref, like you to you're to just a high school you. official. I would do it. That'd be even awesome. Get
2: their replacement restrooms. Y'all remember what was it? Did they just pull them up from like college, or?
1: have I need to look that up because uh, if dude, they pulled was... them up from college, I feel like they would have been so much better than they are than they would have been.
2: I mean, I just keep thinking of the fail Mary.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that was the, the biggest blunder from that year.
1: Let's go ahead and take a look at our uh, the 49ers reactions as oh. CMC purdy and then there's kittle and mike shanahan as well okay but it's just uh, the post super Bowl. so I mean,
5: the, uh, brock purdy post super bowl yeah that's the obviously the
4: game you know uh us you know how how we came up short um you know obviously it's a it's a sucky feeling but um i also i'm trying to have the perspective of all right this is happening for a reason you know
1: it's all part of all of our stories and stuff and in our testimonies so um that's sort of the hope that I have for it. And, and more than anything, just being grateful for the kind of season that we had with the guys in this locker room, this team, this organization. Um, you know, we got to the Super Bowl, we went to overtime, we fell short of it. It sucks. We, we wanted it. We gave our all this year, but man, did. I, I, I had the opportunity to do it with some really good people and I'm
6: thankful for that.
5: TikTok DM me. Not only says hi, but he sends you a heart. Thank and, you, Danny. And Thank I you and I don't tell you. these guys, but if you get a heart here on your show, then they get a candy bar. So for every oh boy. every uh, every heart What's that going? you guys send, just know that they get a candy bar. So
2: that's go gonna ahead. be
1: my healthy breakfast this morning. Go Thank ahead, you, it's Danny. Not, not people. Let's check out those other reactions. There is, we have Kittle, another interview with Purdy, and we got Christian McCaffrey as well.
5: I got a that CMC, Nick. One. Okay.
3: Yeah, it hurts. It uh, hurts deep. You know? It's something that you dreamed about as a kid. You've, you've worked so hard for all year and come up short. Um, I think you just have to go through all the emotions as they come, but you know each day just chip away at getting back to getting back to normal i don't know how long it's going to take it's still fresh and it still sucks
6: but
1: I know he deserves it more dude, than anyone and Purdy on it.
5: Do you see his arms, dude? His arms were like black and blue when the, the camera was sprayed on him. Like oh, I yeah, looked at that, I'm it. I'm like, like that? wow, that, that guy has heart. That, that guy's a beast. I, I am a McCaffrey fan. I don't know if Running through the this. line like that, you get beat up.
2: This was earlier in the season. And I
5: didn't like... see his father play. Was Ed McCaffrey like that? Or
1: oh, yeah. oh, Ed, Ed Super took... Bowl champion, too? Ed took some like, o- On the 49ers shots. receivers. He's a 49er. He's a Bronco. Yeah.
2: Oh, Ed, like,
1: very good player.
2: Would get just absolutely crushed going over the middle and, like, would hang on to the ball. I don't know if you guys saw this from earlier in the season. Uh Christian McCaffrey's wife posted a picture on her Instagram of their like bed sheets like the day after a game and they were all like bloody and yeah, like just soaked in blood. And she's like gotta like do a bunch of special stuff to watch him because he just gets like all sorts of cut cut up and jacked up. Like he really he goes through a lot. Running the running, catching the ball like he's like
1: Jokic's arms. I know he's cut up in the post and scratched.
2: <laughs> he takes a lot of punishment for that team. I
5: guess I, I I've I've never saw that from from uh, Joker. Um, I just I, I saw it on McCaffrey. I mean, it black and blue, and I'm like, holy crap, he's he still in
1: helmets, shoulder
5: pads. Oh my god, they're grabbing
1: at you. You're sliding just forearm and bicep to the turf. That's tough as being the only exposed area. Yeah. Turf burn is the absolute worst if you've ever experienced that. Jeez. And there's another video. I think it's called 49ers post-Super Bowl. Go back and look at the tape. I think
5: that's what you're going to want to say. Um, It's football. The ball
2: ball doesn't bounce your way sometimes. They're a really good team. So... You got to score touchdowns if you want to, you know, win these games and beat the Chiefs.
1: Um, don't have a lot of words for it, but
2: obviously we're hurting, our team's hurting. But that's how it goes when you put yourself out there. I'm real proud of our guys for it so hard today. Not everything was perfect by no means,
5: but
3: and I hurt for all the other guys. Our whole team, what we've been through the last year hasn't been easy. And um, you know, for it to go like that, where it's, it's close at the end and it, it's it's tough. And I'm still trying to wrap my my mind around it.
1: First thing, where did Purdy? He got he got a fancy suit on just straight after post game. Yeah. <laughs> he went from a, went from like a long sleeve shirt to that suit. So he he's he's business. I like that about them that they seem really professional after the loss.
5: Right. Nobody and, was know, upset really And, with and any we calls. don't we don't think about this, but it's just something to think about mentally when they lose a Super Bowl like that they they they're, they're going to have like uh, uh some kind of form of like you know PTSD or feeling or depression feeling uh um, bad ab- about the whole thing cuz they had a um interview with Tom Brady one time and he was like hey you know out of all these you know super bowls which one uh which one bothers you the most you know that that you lost or won, and he was like, This one, and they're like, Why? Because you have you know, six, seven, eight rings, you know, kind of thing. And he's like, Because that's the one that I didn't get. So, like, it's it's crazy how we
2: don't think
5: about that. A lot of people don't think about that. So, I just just bring you
1: it away to win the game.
2: Yeah, was he talking about the 07 season? Probably yeah, that was. That's,
1: was that I, the I undefeated was, year when uh Super Bowls in- lost to Eli? Yeah. Man, Eli just stumped everybody's Super Bowl dreams that year, not just Brady. I'm sure there's <laughs> a lot of people that are still <laughs> depressed about that season.
2: The, <laughs> he was a the giants, they were a wild card team too. They weren't even they, they didn't even win their division. Dude, Eli yeah, like sucked,
1: yeah, it, wasn't, it was like not at all their best season. I, Especially you should, with Eli Manning, that's you want to crazy.
2: Say he sucked, but he's a two-time Super Bowl. Champion. I know, I know. Be-
5: Everybody says that, man. I, I he, that's know. why I love Eli.
1: He's he would get sacked. The,
5: if it helps, I'm a radio DJ and I'm on a radio. <laughs>
1: he would get sacked, helmet turned completely sideways, where like he's looking out of the ear socket, with giant chunks of grass in it. Not even fix his helmet. Next play, he's throwing a 50-yard bomb to like Victor Cruz or somebody deep. He was he was just that type of quarterback. It just felt, it was so funny. It was like a superhero. He would just get hit really hard and then throw a touchdown the next play. It was really funny watching Eli play. Yeah. What else yeah. we have to cover for the Super Bowl? There, it was on Nickelodeon for the first time. Oh,
3: they yeah. brought in.
1: That was uh, kind of cool. They have some celebrities they introduced. I got some. I got a clip of that.
2: Very interesting broadcast. It
1: was weird. SpongeBob was sending shots too. It was hilarious.
2: Yeah, I saw he was kind of roasting some people.
1: <laughs> he was going for the
5: neck.
2: Um,
5: early yeah, I- super poll predictions.
1: Do uh I think it's called uh Nick or Super Bowl celebs.
5: Okay, got it. Celebrities of the crowd, including oh, Clint.
2: She's right looking now. real good. Oprah Finn free. Purple Oprah is her Finfrey. color. Yeah. purple is definitely her color. And- on, That's a great way to get you know, young kids.
1: They learn the game man. too. Yeah. Dora was explaining the penalties and everything too. I should have brought a clip of that, but it was hilarious. They brought a what's it, that? My leg, dude. That's that top clip. <laughs> I'll play that one, H-Train. The one we almost played first. This one's oh, okay.
5: funny. Oh, okay. Oh, never, yeah. never forget the pickles. Get Pick up... I like... and The one
1: thing that I don't like about that is that it really felt like the it felt like it was their attempt at AI generating a broadcast. Mm. I don't know if you noticed, like, the SpongeBob and Patrick voices, it didn't sound like it was the actual voice actors in the studio. It felt like AI. So I think that was, like, their crack at having, like, AI broadcast team. Because that was interesting.
2: That I'm not a huge fan of.
1: Like, I can try and find something later when we're on break to show you guys, but it was really...
2: Yeah, I was gonna say
1: you
5: might want to go on break. We're 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 past like the fifteen minute mark. We're at like thirty.
1: You want to do a quick break before we talk about the rest of our uh, postseason, or do you want to keep going, HG?
2: Well, we'll go to a quick break. Okay. Here. Stay with us. Also, I mean, let us know what y'all are thinking. What was your favorite moment of the Super Bowl, the NFL season?
1: We're going to give a prediction next and talk about our, uh, our postseason awards. So we've got a few more things to cover with the end of the season if you want to call in and let us know. Favorite moment of the season even. But we'll be right back with you guys. Stay with us.
4: Been home about six months now And I still have my doubts Well, I'm not sure how I got here Or how I'm gonna get out Well, my mama says I look the same As I did before I left But if she could see inside of me It would scare her to death I can still taste the powder From the barrel of my gun And I can hear my sergeant screaming Run, soldier, run And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders Got and wait a ton And I see death in every single thought. They taught me how to Put that uniform on, I just can't get it off. Last Saturday they honored us, in a small parade downtown. And when they shot off those fireworks, I nearly hit the ground. While they smiled and cheered for us, all I could do was stare. Cause part of me is here at home, but part of me is back there. Well, I can still taste the powder from the barrel of my gun, and I can hear my sorrow. sure I can still taste the powder From the barrel of my gun And I can hear my sergeant screaming Run, soldier, run And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders Got it, a ton. And I see death in every single thought They taught me how put that uniform on. I just can't get it all, well the devil's won some battles, and he may win some more, but don't he know, the American soldier will
6: always win.
2: season talking about the Super Bowl. And if we dove into that a lot. Um but let us know if you got any more. You want to hear about the Super Bowl. We're gonna talk a little bit about the NFL honors, give our thoughts on this year's award winners. And we got the twenty twenty four Hall of Fame class was also announced. So we'll break we'll jump into that a little bit. But let's um let's start with the big one granddaddy of them all. MVP, Lamar Jackson obviously won it. How are we feeling about that, Caveman?
1: I think he deserved it, honestly, in my opinion. He had a great regular season, if they are regular season awards. The way they went out in the postseason was kind of disappointing, but I think he still overall overall had an MVP season with the Ravens. I think if, if you're just considering regular season, they were one of the most under-the-radar, number-one seeds that we've had in a really long time in football, in my opinion. Just compared to like what the media was talking about this year, the Ravens, even though having one of the best records in the NFL, flew under the radar. So I'm glad he won it. How do you feel about it, HG? Because I know we wanted to do an awfully opinionated segment on this. So we'll I talked about MVP.
2: It wasn't like he wasn't deserving... But he did also have one of the best defenses in football. And I'm just, I don't know, the award MVP is kind of getting, at least in the NFL, it usually is just going to like the quarterback on like the team with the best record now. So that's how I, I felt it's been the past few years. Like Lamar had a great season. All right. He's the only player to have multiple. Seasons where he's passed for 3,000 plus yards and rushed for over 800 plus he's done that twice one MVP in both of his seasons but like He had a really really good team around him like is he as valuable to a team as you know, Josh Allen was to the bills Because Allen accounted for 44 of their 54 touchdowns this year.
1: That's true
2: or like, you know
1: cmc is in that conversation as well.
2: Yeah, and I I left him out of the MVP talk because he did win Offensive Player of the Year. True, Christian McCaffrey, but like also like a guy like Tyree Kill, you know, had nearly 120 receptions, was a yard short of 1,800 yards, 13 TDs. He participated in 86% of his team's route participation. He had a 36% target rate, which was the highest on his team.
1: Battled through injury.
2: Yeah, I got. And this house burning down.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that. His house, literally, and that is still, insane.
2: Still playing at a high level like that. I and like I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. I have his jersey, even though I'm not a Ravens fan. And he is a great player. He's electrifying and fun to watch. And but when you just when I think of MVP, I'm like t- like thinking of the guy that makes his team better. And, like, you know, if you took that guy away from this team, how much worse they would be. That, in my opinion, is what an MVP is. But hasn't really been that way. Like, last year, like, uh, when Hertz won it, it's like, well, Hurts, yeah, he had a great season, but, I mean, the Eagles also had, like, the most dominant defense in the league, and they had, you know, the best offensive line. They had, like, a great one-two punch at wide receiver. And it's just like, I feel like you could change out other people in that position, and that team would still be successful. Would they be as successful without that quarterback? Maybe. Pro- probably not. But let's take the Bills this year. You know, take away Josh Allen, and they would have been
1: they would been where him. they were when you know Brady was running that that AFC East. It would have been like old times with Buffalo. 'Cause Stefan Diggs, like, he needs his he needs his quarterback. I feel like they have a very they have very good tight ends over there and good running back core. I feel like they really were not able to get the offense going without Josh Allen.
2: No. There's
1: players that play a huge role. They're a big gear that turn on the football, on the football team, 'cause there's just so much things that have to work right in order for like the team to function. So there's some people that play bigger roles, and it's I feel like that does get under, under meaned. I do agree with you there, h g. Some yeah. people do some people just deserve more of that recognition. How did you sure. feel about our rookies of the year, both from Houston, will Anderson and c j. Stroud?
2: Well, I mean c j. Stroud, you couldn't pick anybody else to to win it. He had you know the third most passing yards. And a season for a rookie quarterback behind guys, Andrew Luck and Justin Herbert, who are, both had pretty good NFL careers. And, I mean, he started his career, he had the most uh, pass attempts to start the career without throwing an interception with 191 there. And I remember that week nine game he had one of my favorite games of the year against the Buccaneers, him and Baker Mayfield, going back and forth throwing touchdowns and uh, Shroud ended up throwing for 470 in that game. That was was an incredible game. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm super happy with him winning that. Will Anderson Jr. He had a pretty solid season. I'm okay with him winning that too. I can't really think of any like defensive rookies this year that really jumped out a huge amount. There are definitely some guys that had some good, good stretches. I don't know if there was ever a rookie that was consistently really dominant all season long, but Anderson uh, franchise record for rookie sacks in the season with seven. He also had 10 TFLs, 22 quarterback hits. And then he did also, he didn't have like one of the top 10 highest pass rush win rates too as a rookie. So that's pretty impressive. So I'm a, I'm okay with uh, both of those. I think those are both pretty deserving. How'd you feel about it?
1: I like those picks. Honestly, reminded me back when the saints had that in, uh, 2017 Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara. They, they look pretty great. I I can't wait to see where that team goes. The AFC has a lot to look out for Yeah,
2: oh, the Texans, man. What a, what a great job they did in their draft. So the Houston
1: rookie quarterback fans- and the rookie coach, Going to the second round of the playoffs.
2: Yeah, Houston fans deserve this after everything Deshaun Watson put them through. <laughs>
1: yes, and D Hop.
2: Yeah, so they lost
1: everyone that they had that were like their huge super huge superstars. That I team mean, went a full rebuild.
2: We were we even forgetting they had another rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball candidate and Tank Dell. He was great. Nico Collins looks really good. I think Dalton Schultz is a good fit down there. He's a really reliable tight end. So, you know, a lot to be looked forward to with that team. And they, they you know, they had another guy that could have been defensive rookie of the year and Derek Stingley over there on the defensive Seriously. side of the ball. So, Texans Texans fans, we're happy for you. And, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a stroud boy myself. Love the guy, so looking forward to him having a long, oh yeah, successful career um
1: comeback player of the year
2: before actually before we got to that what do you think of our offensive and defensive players of the year we gotta talk about cmc miles garrett i mean cmc was my pick for mvp but i'll let you go first on this one
1: i think he should have been mvp as well especially after they went so far make it into the super bowl with his bloody arms for all bruised up like that's a season that you can remember from him right there i think any season from him in the future is going to be like that he's going to stay the same consistency i don't think there's really a better choice other than tyree kill for an offensive player of the year since lamar got the mvp
2: absolutely
1: miles garrett at defensive player of the year that's honestly a good pick i feel like you could really could have went anywhere with it. you got guys um lions their, their new young guy on the defensive line. Oh, Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Sorry to forget your name. Aiden Hutchinson definitely could have won that. I mean, it could have been a toss-up on defense, but I like Miles Garrett. The yeah. Browns did a lot this season. They even got coach to the year. Yeah. Uh, Stefanski over there.
2: So just uh, to go back, gas up Christian McCaffrey a little bit more. I'm glad he at least he won one award. Definitely should have gotten MVP, but he—I mean, he had a great season. He had 2,000 plus scrimmage yards, 21 total touchdowns. He actually led the NFL in scrimmage yards per game with 126 uh, scrimmage touchdowns with the 21. Uh, he had the most rushing yards in the league. That was uh, 1,459. He also had the most first downs picked up by any player. And the most 10 yard plus runs of any player. He had 44 runs of 10 yards or more. Do you, so, you guys
5: want us to play the segment, the segment intro, or we're not there yet?
2: Not there yet. Not there okay. yet. And then Garrett, I mean, a like, quieter year for him in sacks. He only had 14, but I want to point out he had the second highest pass rush win rate against the third highest double team rate. And he led the the number one regular season defense in the NFL. And in the month of December, where they went on to win four games in a row and clinch a playoff berth, you know, bolstered by that great defense. He had the most pass rush wins of any player that month with 35. And the next closest guy and the only other player over 20 pass rush wins that month was TJ Watt with 26. So
1: that dude is a, a genetic team, freak.
2: Get his team to the playoffs. Yeah. He, Sure, he wasn't getting the sacks, but you see the win rate. How getting many... to the
1: quarterback in general is yeah. what he's doing. I mean... And that's his job.
2: The uh, uh, A throwaway or forcing an early check down with the speed that they have on defense, that's stuff that doesn't really show up on the stat sheet as much unless you go into the advanced stats. And But it's a, a large reason why they had the best you know, three and out rate in the league, the best like third down rate in the league, so both pretty deserving guys right there and then as you mentioned coach Stefanski with coach of the year easy pick for me I mean he had five different starting quarterbacks
1: now who else do you go with there really
2: S- still coached his team to an 11 and 6 record made the playoffs I, great job overcoming adversity mean, you also lost your star running back and Nick Chubb but he made the work obviously they we're a first round exit, but yeah.
3: First mid, round midway exit of the season. Blowout, I thought,
2: but... thought the Brown season was over and that they wouldn't even have a chance at the playoffs and he proved everybody wrong.
1: Yeah. They flipped it around. And that brings us to the comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. I mean, I really thought DeMar Hamlin was going to win it just because he literally almost died and still came back to play football. He didn't really have that big of an impact with the bills defense, but yeah, he, he was, he almost died and literally had the courage to come play again. So he was in actor. crops to him
2: games. It was a great, he was a great story. Um, I do think he got, he got a nod at the SBs. Flacco is a pretty, I mean, he was a good pick too, though, you know, went from being on his couch to start the season. He was four and one as a starter. Through for and five starts through for sixteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, You had a passer rating in ninety.
1: Dude was balling out.
2: Yeah. I, I gotta say though, I I wanted Baker for comeback player of the year, if I'm gonna be honest.
1: I agree. He I had mean, a he had a pretty good season there too. That's one that could have taken it.
2: Pete like going into the year, people were like, How long until Baker's benched for somebody else? They're like the the Bucks are desperate. They're just trying to, how are you going to fill the shoes of Tom Brady being there? I mean, that was a, so that's a lot of pressure for a guy that was, like, bounced around to, like, two or three different teams last season. And now. Yeah. And, and, when and he comes Tampa out,
1: got in the playoffs, second round.
2: Leads him, yeah, leads him to the second round of the playoffs in the regular season. He threw for over 4,000 yards. He had 28 passing touchdowns, a passer rating of 94 all year. I mean, you're you're filling the shoes of the goat, and that's that's a lot of pressure just in of itself.
1: They got into the postseason. That that is a step. Yeah. So Tampa Bay fans should be very very happy with the outcome of their season. Honestly.
2: Obviously, he's he's going to be a free agent this year. Same with Mike Evans. So we'll see what Tampa does there. But could be a whole new
1: group in Tampa, or it could be the same.
2: Maybe they try to bring them back, but could be. Like that's something special there if they they do bring them in because it was yeah. a great great season by Baker.
1: How about those? Uh, how about those NFL Hall of
2: Famers? I think this is an amazing Hall of Fame class. This is a great one, and these this one is really special to me because these are a lot of the guys that when I first started watching football, yeah, we grew growing up gonna, watching these you know, guys. The, these are a lot of the guys that I I grew up with and who. I first, you know, got to I first saw when I became a football fan. So I mean, we got Dwight Freeney. He had one of the most vicious spin moves of a pass rusher. He was he was a dominant pass rusher over his career. Man, 341 tackles, 125 and a half sacks, 125 tackles for a loss. He forced 47 forced fumbles in 16 seasons recovered
1: um, four of them
2: yeah dude was insane. 12
1: 17 swats he's got a defensive touchdown this guy's he's done it all he was on the uh super bowl champion colts and he so,
2: was what what a, seven eight pro bowls something like that a couple of i think he's three-time
1: seven-time pro polar seven sack leader in 2004
2: he had like three first team all pros over his career as well I don't three know, first
1: it. team all pros a second team
2: so and he, he was he was something a, else he was a first he
1: team in all big east conference over in syracuse in college yeah, he was so he'd been do, doing it forever
2: he was a lot of fun to watch and out there with you know, he, he had Peyton Manning on one side for the Colts, and you had Dwight Freeney on the other side. That was uh, one heck of a tandem. Another Who's guy in this class, there? Devin Hester. I mean, the return, return Best return god.
1: specialist. And Unfortunately, it, they had Jay Cutler. But, I mean, they could have had one of the best receiving cores in the entire NFL with him and Brandon Marshall.
2: And 11 seasons he took back an nfl record 20 return touchdowns he had over 11,000 return yards and i mean he wasn't a terrible receiver either he was mostly used in the special teams game but he got he got so 255 career receptions for about 3300 yards 16 receiving touchdowns but i i don't think you to do him justice you have to realize like a lot of teams would opt to just before they move the kickoffs up to the 35, if your option was to either kick the ball to Devin Hester or kick the ball out of bounds and let the Bears take it out the 40, they're better off kicking it out of bounds. They felt safer just kicking it out of bounds. In a close game, oh, you just scored the tie the game up. Well, defense, you're going to have a short field to to stop the Bears offense because we're not going to let 23 touch that ball.
1: Four-time pro bowler, I mean the kickoff return yards leader in 2013 and 2014 punt return yards leader 2006 and 2010. And he you don't want to kick it to him.
2: One of the most iconic Super Bowl plays back in the day before everybody had cell phones and people were bringing like the flash cameras to the stadium Colts. And this is a story from Tony Dungy about him, you know, during the week, the week they were game planning, I'm like, all right, we're not going to kick the ball to Hester and everything. And then a few days before the Super Bowl, he goes to his team. He's like, you know what? That seems that sounds like we're playing scared. He's like, I want to kick the ball right to him, and I want us to go down there and pound him. And on the opening play of the Super Bowl, he takes it to the house. <laughs> and Tony Dungy's like, I immediately regretted that. He's like, thank goodness that didn't come back to, to bite them. me. Yeah, they, were, they were still able to win it, but an this incredible next touchdown. One.
1: This next one is one of my favorites.
2: Man, this guy was a beast of a wide receiver. Who I remember is Andre Johnson?
1: You might remember him from a compilation Houston. of NFL fight videos <laughs> with the Titans cornerback Flanagan. <laughs> but he's he was not just a, he was not just getting into fights on the field. He was absolutely dogging your team secondary. And 14 in
2: seasons, he racked up over a thousand receptions. He had over 14,000 receiving yards and 70 receiving touchdowns. Dude. That is...
1: On a team that wasn't very very, wasn't very good. This is a team whose quarterback... Their quarterbacks bounced around all the time. They didn't really have that guy.
2: I mean, during his career... The best years of his career was when Houston had Matt Schwab. Those guys yeah. were pretty good together.
1: And Arian Foster on that team as well. I've missed, I've missed the old school Texans. They just um, needed a quarterback, man.
2: But... And Andre Johnson, he was fast, but he was also big and physical. He he was just rare where he could beat you with speed or power.
1: Two times reception leader, seven time Pro Bowler, two te- two time first all team, first team All Pro. I mean, he was a uh, receiving yards leader in '08 and '09 as well. But this guy with the with a quarterback like Matt Schaub, they're pretty. This guy, this guy deserves it. Honestly,
2: uh, our they next all guy, should. Next guy on the list, also equally deserving, another dominant pass rusher over his career. We've got Julius Peppers. Man, this guy, he was sick too. Uh, he played 17 seasons, racked up 717 tackles, he had 159 and a half sacks, he forced 51 forced fumbles. He also had 11 interceptions. 172 tackles for a loss. Just so dominant for so many years of his career. And I think, you know, people might have forgotten about this because he was he was on the Panthers who would always go back and forth between being relevant and not that relevant and bad. Played a little bit with the, the Packers, too, there towards the end of his career. But another guy that just could completely wreck a game for a team. You always had to have some eyes on them. him. And him coming off that edge was just hard to stop.
1: He's in the top 100 greatest Bears player. And the Bears have the most Hall of Fame players out of any team in, the NF, in NFL history. So being a top 100 player on a team with that many good players, the, that many can reach the Hall of Fame, that's pretty... This dude was a demon.
2: Yeah. He like was.
1: Not somebody you want to see hitting your quarterback for an entire 60 minute game.
2: So one of my, another, one of my favorite players growing up. Uh, and then now we're, we're coming to a guy who was another you know, dude we at all the grew same up time awesome. as Ray Lewis. And obviously Ray Lewis, one of the most intimidating linebackers of all time.
1: Don't forget this, about this, this other, dude. This
2: other number 52 was a scary dude as well. Patrick Willis only played eight seasons, but in those eight seasons, 950 tackles. Dude was a ball hawk.
1: One of the most dominant in the NFC.
2: He was able to rack up 20 and a half sacks as well. A 4-16 forced, forced fumbles, 60 tackles for a loss. He had eight interceptions. Man, remember him and Navarro Bowman there back in the early... Early 2010s. That was a, another fearsome.
1: That was a scary, scary board. defense. How do the
2: Niners keep doing this where they get like two all pro caliber linebackers playing?
1: That's the team at man. the same time. There's some teams that develop quarterbacks very well. They develop linebackers very well. I just and can't they win
2: them a Super Bowl, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> I know. No matter what, it sucks. 49ers, I feel bad for the fans.
2: That was, that was a sick combination.
1: He was a defensive rookie of the year as well he won the butt kiss award in college and in the nfl so dude is a pretty well accomplished career good job patrick like willis was, in eight seasons
2: he was one of those dudes like that was like ray lewis where it's like you are terrified of meeting that guy in the hole like whether you, it's
1: a run pass across the middle
2: yeah he's one of those guys he doesn't get he didn't get trucked off in if ever it was he could he could really lay the boom.
1: It's like running into a brick wall. It's like the it's like a Bobby Wagner of that time. When that was uh yeah. when Bobby Wagner was kind of on his his rise as well. The Legion of Boom days, back in the 2010s. Who's next on our list here?
2: Next up, all right. Now we're getting you know, a little bit before my time.
1: Old school, <laughs> old school. Well, way
2: way before both of our times, to be honest. Yeah, we're going is- all the way back to one of the one of the leaders of that. Orange Crush defense, Randy Grady Shar. I'm still having trouble pronouncing his last name, but it is a long one. This guy was a demon. <laughs> right, he's actually the Broncos' all-time tackle leader. He had over 2,000 tackles in his career, and that was in 10 seasons. And he never missed the game in his NFL career. Dang. Also got 19 and a half sacks, 20 INTs, four defensive touchdowns over his career.
1: How long of a career did he have not Ten. missing a game? 10, Ten seasons. seasons, and he didn't miss a game. That is crazy. That's a old school classic Bronco for us yeah. this morning.
2: The orange crush defense.
1: And that's that's the Broncos as well. You guys are just known for creating some crazy defenses.
2: That's some some good ones over the years. That one, that was probably the most iconic because it lasted, you know. It lasted a while. That was like a, a dynasty defense. You know, they were they were, huge all throughout the seventies, and he was a big reason why, because he was with that team for. For just about all of that decade, all right. And then our last guy is coming from another all-time iconic defense. Oh Steve yeah, McMichael from the eighty-five Bears one of their pass rushers he played 15 seasons in the NFL 95 sacks 847 tackles 13 forced fumbles and was you know a huge piece of one of the most iconic defenses of all time if you if you're talking a single season defense some of the most just dominant defenses over a single season three immediately come to mind for me four four. We have 85 Bears, 2,000 Ravens, the 2013 Legion of Boom, 2015 No Fly Zone Broncos.
1: That is that's a pretty good list. I like that. That's, I, I like that list, HG. Those are good defenses right there. Don't forget, don't forget a uh, Bounty Gate defense. That's got to be number one. It's got to be
2: number one on everyone's
1: list. Uh, I by, do like those. Who do you think bias
2: coming through? <laughs>
1: The intrusive oh, thoughts of won with me today, so we're going, <laughs> oh, we're going that route. All right. So that was your picks. So is that that's one person out of those gets inducted right into the Hall of Fame, or is that no, all no. of them make it? They're
2: they're all going. They were the finalists, so they announced that they these guys are going to be the 2020 that's awesome. Hall of Fame class.
1: That's awesome. So,
2: Hall of Fame game in August, they will be inducted in, and then we'll have our first preseason game of the year. Yeah. down there, great class. Honestly, I mean, with all that. Guys, I mean, and they usually do, they do a good job of selecting good Hall of Famers, guys that are very deserving of it. Yeah, I'm I will glad say the only caveat those. with Devin Hester, he deserves it because he was the absolute best of the best returners in the NFL, and he was.
1: Yeah, who else has so done what he's done with the ball? I definitely kick return? don't think
2: we need to start inducting people just solely based off of return.
1: Yeah, return, return specialists.
2: Alone, returning alone, but
1: that's like the best of the best, though.
2: He was the the gold standard for for returnmen.
1: Before we go to our team building exercise this week, what is your one early way too early prediction for the offseason? Because I have one it's not way too early. It's kind of a draft prediction. And I've also got a video of a person's way too early Super Bowl prediction. But mine for the offseason, I think the Bears, Chicago Bears, are going to keep Justin Fields, and they're going to trade that number one pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think the Steelers are going to go ahead and get a quarterback. This is going to be really rare if it happens because the Steelers hardly ever trade. But I think they got a few defensive pieces that they can slide over to Chicago, maybe even one of those receivers. I don't know if they want to give up too much of their offensive weapons if they're getting a quarterback, but I think that might, that might happen. That's a team that really needs some some new blood under center. So I think the Steelers go after the number one pick. Do you have any early predictions or do you want to go my, to our video?
2: My early prediction is that Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Jets, shocks the, the world after coming off in of Achilles injury, and wins the AFC East.
1: That for okay. New York. I like that. I like that.
2: And then he will Get one final hurrah where he'll go back to the Super Bowl and then choke against the 49ers one last time before retiring.
1: Yep. That was, uh, it's very, very sad stuff. There's a lot of, a lot of sad news when we get to the end of the season with people losing.
2: Yeah. Man, what could have been with the Jets if they just had like any sort of, efficiency on offense if they just had any consistent quarterback play because they had
1: their defense was top tier almost
2: near the end of the year i think they got the number one rated defense i mean they, they were that's a great defense too there so they could have easily made a deep postseason run just with that defense alone as long as they could have moved the football bryce hall he They need to just get that guy 30 touches a game.
1: I know. He couldn't do everything that season. They really needed that.
2: All right. We're getting ready to go to team building exercise.
1: Before we head over to team building exercise, though, I got a quick clip or a postseason prediction. Before we go to team building exercise, though, we've got a quick clip, H-Train. We just sound, got one more quick quick clip to play as we switch sound people. Not team building, but the Super Bowl prediction video.
2: Rather we brought in an outside prediction as well. What are your what are your guys is way too early season NFL twenty twenty-four season predictions? the season just
3: ended so let's predict the 2025 super bowl on the afc side i'm going with the kansas city chiefs making it if they re-sign chris jones and Lejarius need they will go right back to having a top five defensive unit and when you give the best quarterback in the nfl a top five defense you're going to the super bowl and on the nfc side even though the 49ers were incredible this year and they have one of the most talented teams i've ever seen they're going to be losing some pieces you just can't pay everybody and to fill their spot is going to be the green bay packers jordan love and lafleur figured it out out in the second half of the season, and I only think that partnership continues. I smell a Super Bowl appearance. And in the Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl, I'm taking the Chiefs again. They win their third straight Super Bowl, the only franchise to ever do it. Patrick Mahomes cements himself as greater than Joe Montana, and Travis Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift on the field before retiring two weeks later on a trip half-naked in Cabo. And the halftime performance is Lil Wayne in New Orleans. If it's not Wheezy, we riot.
2: She's three peating. Yeah, I like a lot I'm of that. I'll, I like the Packers. Happen, man, man it's, they're it's, the they're they're the new empire in the NFL.
1: Yeah, if they three peat, that's gonna solidify that that dynasty. I think they already have created that as a dynasty. But dang, with that, everyone, we're finishing off our Super Bowl.
5: We'll find out. But weeks. my question is, what's uh, what's the contract look for Travis Kelsey?
2: Because I think he's still got a. A few years left. Their yeah. big free agents are Chris Jones and Legeria Sneed.
1: On the defensive side, their like, big oh. one. those Same guys with, uh, were huge. I mean, Tranquil is also on the uh, thing, but Sneed.
2: Sneed didn't give up a touchdown the whole regular season. Yeah, somebody he's, got one he's on the in, in the playoffs, but he was he was a lockdown according to back. He was a Pro Bowl snub. I can even though I was a Chiefs hater, I can admit that. And then Chris Jones, I mean.
1: Best defensive that's, player.
2: That's Chris Jones. Dude's he can shut down the run. You can wreck the passing game. Like you definitely you want that guy on your defensive line. Yep. Right.
1: Then we're gonna do our team building real quick. We're gonna share our little wheel before we pull everything up. Yeah, you guys last week's winner was your boy Caveman. So right now their record is two to one. We'll try and get a vote out every week so that we can get consistent. Everybody gets a full seven days to vote for whose team they got. So, Last week, just to recap our teams, let's See, I had Geno Smith, Saquon Barkley. I had Devontae Adams and Drake London. Conklin at tight end. I had Miami offense and the 49ers defense. Miami O-line.
2: I'm trying to find where I put mine. One second, everybody.
5: This should be fun. I had a right, I had a field find... day with this last time.
2: See if I can do it off the dome. I know I had Joe Burrow, Bijan Robinson, Puka.
5: You had Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Okay, are you guys
2: Walter ready? Jags O line, Commanders defense.
1: All right, yeah, we're ready now. Let's see. First spin, HG, you got it first this week.
2: I'm going first this week. boy. Hand me a hand me a pen. We gotta write this down. I got the bills. Oh easy. Give me Josh Allen. I don't care if he's turnover prone, he's he's still sick.
1: What's that All right. The Bills again. Oh no, this wasn't spin.
5: Uh San
2: Francisco. Oh, CMC That's an easy one. Who'd I get? Who'd I get?
5: Chicago Bears. So Bears.
2: DJ okay. Moore.
1: Okay, solid receiver. The Green Bay Packers. Give me that. Give me that O line. They ran the ball so efficiently in the playoffs. Give me so, that O line. So
5: before the next spin, you know, I, I I have a I have a question. When you guys do the team building, what 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 made you start doing the team building? What like kind of inspired? And how 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 would you like the feedback from the listeners and viewers on, you know, other than the voting? What, what would you guys like to hear?
1: Uh. Well, the voting is pretty much if those two teams went head to head, who would win? Okay. But also, like, if we had these teams against just like one of the top teams in the NFL, like, would that team come out with the win? Things like that, or like what? It's kind of the inspiration. See, like YouTube videos, people playing Madden, do a random team wheel. They draft a team. Just fantasy football. Fantasy football as well
2: it's fun getting you know a chance to put together a team
1: dream team almost
5: you know what would be amazing is if you guys knew like when you guys pick these next players like if you knew what college they was in and like you know their position because some of them yeah yeah because because people like me would would then learn just just kind
2: of like a suggestion well i can tell you my quarterback went to wyoming josh allen yeah, DJ Moore. I don't remember where he went to college
1: at CMC Washington State Cougar. Oh, he, was,
2: that's he went where he to went. Stanford,
1: but he went to Washington State first.
2: Uh, did he go to Washington State? Uh, he I was think he transferred to Stanford, Stanford,
1: so I think he played on Washington State and Stanford. And the Little Pack- CMC boy.
2: Packers O line that's five dudes. So.
1: Yeah, the so next. Spin also, here.
2: Something I like to, you know, I'd be interested to hear from our viewers is how would you have drafted these teams differently too?
1: Yeah, if you got the same teams we did, what positions oh. would you pick?
2: Man, I got Packers. I got the Packers too. Packers
1: again.
5: I'm gonna
2: take Aaron Jones
5: though. Okay. So my question is, you guys, you, I'm, I'm sure you guys do fantasy football, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, are 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 your uh, are your teams really good or are they? My team sucked this year. Yeah. <laughs> both of mine
1: both of mine are really bad. One was auto drafted.
2: Yeah. And I never
1: switched it. And kinda, the other one I just also never switched it. So I kinda
2: lost. This a lot year of was games. kinda rough for me. Um, I was I only made it to the playoffs in two out of my five leagues and that was a first round exit in both. So Yeah, I only
1: had two. Both of mine, I think I, I combined I had like a total of two wins this season in fantasy. Oh, wow. I did bad. So I'm already in team building. I'm already doing better.
5: <laughs> well, and I and I honestly think, like, if you're in a fantasy football team, like, the less people, the better chances you have a having a a decent. Um,
1: then it's less of a league if yeah, you have less people. True. Then you just play the same people.
5: But you do. You, I, you, I, you I, have a more de- You have a more decent. Uh, team fantasy football, okay, I, this one I've yeah. been
2: in the four man league, yeah, and it it's wild because it's yeah, just like it's spin. a total crap shoot, like with who wins. That's that's the problem, is everybody's team is stacked. So, like, when you do fantasy, people like to you know have buy ins and put some money on the league. If you're if it's just four people, it's really not worth it because everybody's going to get a great team, and then,
1: yeah, true. Oh,
2: uh, that makes sense,
5: yeah, yeah that does make I sense. Think,
1: you're good to spin it again okay. while we talk. <laughs> yeah, time's we can keep minimum. talking while we do it too. <laughs> I'm
5: getting, the minimum, think, Shut up, time, guy! I'm you. the I'm the sound person, not the host.
1: Well, we can keep having the conversation. We just got to keep the show moving too. Oh, I know.
5: I know. The
1: Pills, I. Oh man, you already got Josh Allen. Dang. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, Kincaid at uh, tight end.
2: Okay. I got the Patriots. Give me yeah. their defense. Oh, they at least do defense well. All right, that was
1: them. a strong suit this season. You're good.
5: Okay. All right. I'm 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 getting I'm I'm getting into the show too much. Sorry guys. Yeah, you gotta give us a chance Chargers. to play before he's spinning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I'll take Justin Herbert.
2: Come on, man. Don't overthink this. All right. Let's see. Billy. Ooh, the Eagles. Uh, I'm going to take their offensive line. Okay. We're going to pretend Jason Kelsey hasn't retired for this too. So it's their offensive line from last year.
1: The Jets. Jets. The Jets. Well, my only two. Okay, I'll take their defense.
2: You still don't have a wide receiver? No,
1: nope, I don't. That's my last two spots open. All right. So I need some good hands.
2: All right, go ahead, spin it. I am still looking for a wide receiver, and i I have, a, I
5: have a I have an added touch to the team building that you guys might like. I'll I'll, I'll tell you when we get to it.
1: We never played our new uh, segment intro. Yeah. The Ravens. Ravens.
2: Okay, um, I'm going to take Mark Andrews. My tight end.
1: Come on, give me the team with the good receiving core. Packers. I'll take oh. Romeo Dobbs again.
2: That's not terrible. He's that he's uh, going to be good. They have like four like. Good young wide receivers. I don't like and anybody on that team, on that receiving core, could really become um, number one.
5: Hey, real quick, I'm going to play your intro so that people can see it. It's a team building exercise, right? Yeah. All right.
3: And I'm putting together a special team.
5: Okay, oh, cut us off. I know, right? Uh, sorry about that, guys. They cut us off. I thought I was actually game. helping.
1: I think it's so just I'll a fade out.
2: <laughs> it
1: cuts it out. This
2: is my final spin. I need a good receiver. Oh, Who's
5: that? The 49ers. Is, yeah, okay, ers Okay, I'll, I'll.
2: I'm gonna take Brandon Ayuk. He—he's pretty interesting. Him and Debo are both number one caliber wide receivers. All right, final spin for Caveman.
1: The Chiefs.
2: All
1: right. He caught the game-winning. He caught the game-winning reception. So I'll take my boy. Why is his name just skipping my head? McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman. He got the game-winning reception, so I'll That's take Hardman.
2: That's solidified. No takebacks.
1: That is solidified. All
2: right. You, why wouldn't you take Rasheed Rice?
1: Oh yeah, they do have <laughs> Rasheed Rice. I'll take the guy who got the final, the final touchdown, though.
2: No, I'm like, no takebacks. Now you're you're stuck with McCole Hardman.
1: Let's see. All That's right. our last spin. Go through our teams real quick.
5: And then the extra twist that I wanted to ask you, it's totally your team building thing, but the coach. I'd like you guys to tell me which. Co- you line. want to spin for a
1: coach yeah. real quick? We can spin Let's for a coach. That. Yeah, I like
2: that. Let's get a coach for each team.
5: The Indianapolis Colts.
1: Yeah, I forget his that's name.
5: Me,
1: so Shane. Steichen. Yeah, Shane Steichen. Oh. The call. We have uh, a phone call Whoa. from our phone number, though. <laughs> Military broadcast radio 8 speaking. Are you, calling for the, uh, are you calling to be on air? No.
5: Uh,
2: People uh, always call, hitting our line. Call back in about an hour or so, okay? So,
1: uh, Yeah, Steichen. That's not really a bad coach. I'm
2: not too upset about that. I mean, he was—he had a he had a good system schemed up for Anthony Edwards, uh, well, who was a pretty or Anthony Richardson, who was a pretty mobile quarterback. <laughs> so, Anthony Edwards—that's the wrong sport.
5: <laughs> that would know. have been awesome if we Final, put him
2: on there. <laughs> Final spin.
5: Who was that?
1: Is it just someone calling in? It was,
5: you know, it was somebody calling in because they wanted to learn the podcasting and stuff.
1: Yeah, I noticed it was the station number <laughs> that was calling us. So, like, yeah, it's not a, it is not a guest.
5: No, I thought it was not a great. listener. You know,
1: All right. with
2: our phone number, you're getting the f- former coach of the <laughs> year. former
1: coach of the year. I honestly forget this dude's name too.
2: Brian Dayball. All right.
5: So, all right yeah. good 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 We've got because i think it makes a difference i think it makes a difference with the coach on the like team or whatever you know because you got no, you got a conservative coach and then you got kind of like dan campbell yeah. you know madden coach <laughs> <So> <laughs>
2: you know my my team's caveat is if i need to go for it on fourth and one in the game um Whoever the the third string running back is going to be is going to is going to come in and take the ball instead of Aaron Jones.
5: Oh, we and then we have a comment as well. Oh, what's up? Oh, they just they're cool. they're they're just cracking up over here. Ah, at least right. we're making their at least we're making their morning delightful.
1: And that is the end of our team building. So we're going to head to a quick break. Before once we, we get go. back. We're going to just gonna read do... our teams off real quick. Oh, yeah, <laughs> teams. Okay, man, why
2: cool. don't you, uh, you tell us? Your team.
1: I got Justin Herbert at quarterback, CMC. My receivers are Romeo Dobbs and Nicole Hartman. I got uh, Kincaid at my tight end spot. O-line is the Packers, Jets' defense, and I got Brian Dayball
2: as the head coach. And my squad, we have Josh Allen at quarterback, Aaron Jones is going to be the running back. Wise receivers, DJ Moore and Brandon Ayude. Mark Andrews, a tight end, got the Eagles offensive line, Patriots defense, all coached by head coach Shane Steichen. Let us know who you think is win the battle this week. Stay with us, everybody. Okay.
1: it over to nba we had some uh the trade line trade deadline was last week on wednesday february the 8th so that was a pretty solid pretty solid trade deadline there was a bunch the first trade we saw was way back in november 30th the james harden trade no one really thought that was going to make that much moves but
2: But honestly that's been the best just the best trade so far i mean it it took a while for it to get going but man the clippers They've been tough. And, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's, like, he's he's played, like, the most games he's played in the season in a while. Like, same with Paul George. And it was, he's, uh, he's looking a little bit like 2019 Kawhi, I think. So, that's... Clippers got
1: Harden, P.J. Tucker, and another guy. They got Petrusev. Sixers got Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, and Roko. Also, K.J. Martin. And they got a bunch of picks out of that from L.A. So... Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, L.A. Clippers still won that trade because P.J. Tucker not really is uh, much of a threat with his shooting anymore, but he's going to bring the defensive presence
2: Still, excellent, excellent defender. Yeah. Um, I think some of my other favorite trades from – these are a little more recent. You got to give Toronto credit for just realizing where their season's going.
1: They made a lot of moves. They're
2: probably not going to make the postseason, but they did a great job dishing guys like Ananobi – and Siakam, who so I know for a fact Siakam's contract is going to be up at the end of the year. I believe Ananobi's was also expiring. I mean, it's two guys you're probably not going to be able to keep. They got great value for both of them. I mean, they got really great value for Siakam. And Siakam, he's added just another level to that Pacers offense. With uh, He's been averaging 21-7-5 and five for the Pacers in about 14 games. And Ananobi. It's been with the Knicks for all, but he's only played 14 games because of some injuries. But I mean he's around right around 15 points per game for them. And he's averaging like two two to three steals a game for them as well. So those guys they're both had great value to the teams that they're on. And the Raptors have a very bright future ahead. They got a young start in Scotty Barnes. They ended up keeping Bruce Brown too. A lot of draft picks, cleared up some cap space. Some good news. Um, Terry Rozier, I think he that was another great trade. What are, what are your thoughts on that one?
1: That one just went pretty heads up. It was like one for one deal. It was Rozier for Lowry and a pick. So I think the Hornets, they don't miss out on having to pay Scary Terry as much. I think it's kind of a steal though, because he's going to play a much bigger role than Kyle Lowry was on the heat. So he's
2: still a good defender and there's a chance his contract gets bought out and he's on a different team. When the, we'll see what happens when the buyout window closes, but for the heat, this was a great move because Lowry's having a down year offensively. And now with you've got Rogier and Tyler Hero you always you'll have a great on ball guard on your court at all times good
1: three level scoring option I mean, when you, they get scary Terry
2: either or could probably start i think Terry's probably just your be- better option as a starter he's been doing a little bit longer and but he he's just a, a great three level scorer as well so that was a really good trade for them what was your favorite trade of the whole whole trade deadline this season?
1: My favorite trade, honestly, let me look through here because there was quite a bit that happened on February 8th. I wrote down, I tried to write down every single trade. So let me look through here.
2: And while you're doing that, my my thoughts on this this trade deadline. There are some teams that made some good moves. They gave, good moves that gave themselves some good depth. But I mean, besides really this hard, the hardened trade early in the year, there was never like a really, there wasn't really a trade that like caused the team to take a huge jump as a title favorite. I think
1: my favorite trade, probably the ones that the Knicks have been doing. They The first trade getting up, getting Ananobi, and then the next trade they ended up getting, let's see here, just lost it.
2: Oh, uh, that's, they got um, Bojan Majanovic and Alec Burke.
1: Yeah, from Pistons. And they gave up like four players really that don't really play that much of a role on their bench for Bogdanovich.
2: I mean, I I think the the best player the Knicks had to give up for that was Evan Fournier, but they got two.
1: Yeah, they they got got a really solid
2: guard in Burks, who's going to, you know, just be helpful off the bench for them. And then a good three and D guy like Bogdanovich there at the four. So now, I mean, New York did a great job. I mean, they got their their starting lineup just about figured out. Now they just they have great depth. I think come playoff time, you just got to get these guys integrated into the the schemes and get your. But Thibodeau's been doing a good job down there and just get your your playoff rotation set down the stretch here. But New York's looked pretty good.
1: There was a lot of really small trades that happened. Here is the Knicks one. They gave away uh, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes. Ryan Archidiacano and Evan Fournier and two picks. They got Alex Burks and Bogdanovich, and there's just a lot of really small ones that happened. You know, the Thunder got rid of Mitchich, Trey Mand, and Davis Bertons, and two picks via Philly and the Rockets for Gordon Hayward. That's I a pretty good trade for the Thunder, really.
2: If I, uh, I got to chime in on that one because that is, I think, my favorite move that's been made. That was made right before the deadline. The Thunder, they're a young team, but... It adds a veteran piece. ...playoff experience, but you've got a former all-star caliber player in Aaron Gordon, or uh, Gordon Hayward.
1: A lot of Gordons in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, um, Who hasn't, you know, obviously after the injury hasn't been playing quite at that level, but he's still a very solid player, and he doesn't need to be the number one guy there, you know? You've got Shea, you've got, you know, guys like Chet. I mean, it's a deep team.
1: It adds a good shooting piece to their bench or even their starting lineup, depending on where they put him.
2: And, you know, now that he's on a number one option, he might might not be getting the team's best defender or second best defender. I mean, we've seen like that could be huge in the playoffs. Like, think back to uh, game four of the NBA Finals. Aaron Gordon, kind of more of a role player on the Nuggets, you know, Used to be the number one guy, but hey, he's not now. He's not getting the best defenders because you know those guys are, are being saved for Jokic and Murray. He he had his chance to shine in a, in a finals game, led the team in scoring, and just had himself an incredible game. So, how I mean, did you feel? Hayward might have a, a, a chance for it to do something like that.
1: How would you feel about the Bucks? The Bucks going after Pat Bev for campaign. They also gave up one pick there. But Bucks going to pick up a good defensive piece in Pat Bev,
2: uh, the guy who's one Defensive Player of the Year anymore. I don't know, Like Pat Bev is still a really good player. He is, you know, on the the older side of his career. He's up there around like thirty five. And this, they do need help on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe like a losing Drew Holiday. I mean, it hurt them a lot more than that. Uh, I think they were expecting but I, I feel like, you know, campaign just gives you more, more scoring off the bench. And, you know, he definitely, if you were, we're going to plan on keeping both of these guys long-term campaign, you just have a much uh, longer you, that you could just have a, a much longer future with him than Pat Bev. But I think, you know, their their immediate need was to build an identity on defense and so I, I like that that trade for them. You know a trade that I think both you and me missed and I can't believe we did because it, it, it's honestly a good one. Uh the Rockets got Steven Adams from the Grizzlies. Oh yeah. For Victor Oladipo. Steven
1: Adams for Oladipo, and they also gave away uh picks via Atlanta. I but,
2: liked that trade a lot. I can't I can't believe I missed it when I initially had yeah. um because Adams and Sengul there now, I mean, that's just a great one-two combo.
1: Oh, yeah. With Al- Alprin, Sengun, and Steven Adams is going to be a crazy duo to watch. Absolutely. I think he's going to help out the young team quite a bit. I think, I think Steven Adams adds a piece to every team. He's really protective and loyal over his teammates. It's good for those young players in Houston to learn, because that's not really a team that you expect right now to be trying to win even when they had john wall it wasn't really their plan but they're, so,
2: they're having a solid season right now i think they have a chance to
1: get in that play in, play in Heck yeah. yeah
2: let's go houston i, I mean f- don't forget Fred Van fleet's down there now too yeah
1: and that's it's, one of that's one of the most underrated raptors sport. ever yeah you tell you he's got the he has the most points scored in a game for the raptors with 54 the most assists in a game he's their scoring leader all time Fred Van Vliet deserves more credit than he gets.
2: Honestly, if I had never seen Drake out of Raptors game, you (laughs) couldn't convince (laughs) me that those guys weren't the same person. I think the Mavs made some decent trades too.
1: They went Uh, and picked up a lot of bench pieces.
2: Bringing in Gafford, yeah, he's a a good bench piece. I like PJ Washington, you know, a younger player than Grant Williams, still a good defender, um, great athletic ability. He's just kind of unproven in the playoffs though. And I know Grant Williams hasn't exactly panned out the way Ma- that Mavericks might've been hoping, but we've seen Grant Williams have big performances in the playoffs. And I'm just not sure you want to get rid of a dude like that, that you, you have seen be able to do it on a big stage. Like he's done, he's had some huge moments in like game sevens for the Celtics. Do you want to trade away a guy that's proven himself in the playoffs or an unproven commodity? Mavericks are going for it. I mean, you gotta feel really confident when you have Luca and Kyrie leading the way though. So
1: we had Carver also for that.
2: And you got three. A great like Mark is smart there.
1: That's true. I think Dallas is pretty underrated this season. I want to see where they turn it around. We had a lot of three team trades this season. Like the Pacers Warriors trade. Pacers got Cody Corey Joseph, excuse me. Got a pick via Charlotte. And some cash conditions. Warriors just got a pick. And then looks like another team on that one. Yeah, the Hornets also just got cash considerations on that. So there's a lot of like moves that had to happen just so teams could free up cap space to end it off.
2: I'll say another another move that I think is kind of getting overlooked is Monte Morris to the Timberwolves.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean honestly. I'm not sure what their their plans with him are long term. If they wanted to move him into the starting lineup, but if like they can get him coming off the bench, he was rock solid for the Nugs coming off the bench. I mean, he has you know one of the best assist to turnover ratios. Having him, he is a great backup point guard, and a guy uh, like super reliable guy to have go out there and lead your second unit, which I that could be big for the t Wolves come playoff time. Well, especially because, you know, in the playoffs, you usually, the best teams, their rotation consists of having at least one of their best starting five players on the floor at all times. So, you know, you'll, he'll probably, during the playoffs, be out there with either at least Cat or uh, Ant on the floor at all times too. So he, he'll be good to pair up with those guys. I like that trade for them. let would be sad if the Nuggets end up running into the, the Timberwolves in the playoffs and Mary's gotta he has to give Monte forty. So
1: well, speaking of uh speaking of teams that are kind of looking like they might see somebody in the playoffs. 76ers, how are they looking without Embiid right now? I think they're gonna they're definitely gonna lack in the post and the two man game, obviously without him. They still got good playmaking and they can stretch the floor, but will it get them into the spot to get them a high seed later in the playoffs? It's certainly going to
2: hurt them on, on defense. I mean, Tyrese Maxey, he's, he can really get it going offensively, but who, you know, who's going to stop some of these dynamic bigs that the Sixers have got to play. And they've struggled a lot without them this year. They're four and ten without Embiid.
1: It leaves them right. It leaves them in a hole.
2: And now they're going to be a whole month without them.
1: This is their best player. Do though. I think
2: they miss the playoffs? No, but I think they might have to. They're going to have to it, fight for end. a.
1: They're going to be fighting and for that seed.
2: Right now, they're sitting at fourth. The last time, or fifth. The last time I checked the standings, they're thirty-one and twenty-one. Can you? Try to, you know, win at least five games while he's gone in that time period. I think that'll be the key to s- s- staying out of the play-in. They do. The All-Star break is coming up here this weekend, so there'll be at least a little bit of a stretch where they don't have to worry about that. But yeah, it'll be it'll be tough for them to to avoid the play-in without him in there, but. For sure, and then you have to wonder how healthy is that knee going to be in the postseason.
1: Hopefully, hopefully looking gonna, good.
2: How's that going to affect their postseason success? We
1: have got because, our post or All Star break coming up, though.
2: Yeah, with with Buddy Heald coming in there, I mean that's a he's been a, he's a great versatile shooter, uh, a huge three point threat. Like that's they have a deep team, the Sixers do, but a lot of their success hinges on number 21 and his health.
1: Speaking of our all-star break coming up 35 and 17 pre all-star break, the Cavs on Monday, they or on Tuesday. They lost their nine game streak to, to the Philadelphia 76ers, but the Cavs were on a nine game stretch there pre all-star break 35 and 17 record. They're looking pretty good for a team that you would, not really here on that far end of the radar. Donovan Mitchell nearly 30 points per game. Garland's nearly 20 points per game. Evan Mobley and his brother are shooting pretty good. Evan Mobley's a double double right now, 58%. You've also got Isaiah Mobley is leading their team in three point shooting at 50% exactly. I mean, they've got great rebounders as well with Jared Allen. And Karis Lever's pretty good uh, playmaker off the bench. They've got they've got a lot of pieces. It's just can that can that team figure it out once we get to spring?
2: I think so. Mitchell's playing in an MVP caliber season. Before I go on with that, I just want to answer SS Star's comment. Uh, you know, if if we're gonna get a Sixers Nuggets NBA finals, the NBA might have to move the finals back to January. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that.
1: Yeah, we won't be a, we won't see any Joel Embiid in the home games, so that'd suck. That would be an interesting finals, though. It'd be a real center, head to head head to head matchup with those two bigs.
2: They play great games in Philly. I mean, just don't get great games in Denver because he doesn't come here. But back to the Cavaliers. I I think they can they make it at least out of the first round. I don't think their first round exits this year. They're definitely they're going to get a lower seat if they can keep winning games and hold on to that two spot. Mitchell could easily be an MVP this season. I th- he's playing really great, as you mentioned. Eric Mobley having a good year. Jared Allen, great defender, having a better offensive year. I like the Cavs' chances. You know, I think that team. A lot of those guys were kind of caught off guard being in the playoffs. I mean, Jared Allen even said, you know, the lights were brighter than he expected. Well, now if you go back, you're used to those lights. You're likely going to be a higher seed. Yeah, they wanna, got a chance. You don't want to say anything for, sure, for certain because there's still, you know, nearly two and a half months of basketball after you, you get past the all-star break, but. Got a good chance to be a high seed, have a quicker series. That's what you, that's what you want as these higher seeds is you want a quick series to give you guys a chance to rest up and have some extra rest going up against some of these powerhouse lower seed teams. Because I mean, yeah, if you're the you're the the Cavs, you might sure you might end up playing like a seven seed, but then oh who's you gotta play like the winner of the the three6 seed right that's yeah that's how the seeding works so you got to play the winner of the three six well I could either be you know that might be you Philly. play
0: to win the game
2: that might be Philly or that might be New York who who knocked him out last year and I mean we've even seen like lower seeds like the heat make a push so nothing's nothing's there guaranteed in this league.
1: How do you feel about the uh, the Warriors and their defensive resurgence after the Draymond return? And their defense is getting led very well by him. Yeah, 114 man. points per 100%, 100 percent, one hundred possessions, which is 10th in the NBA. And then half-court possessions are 97.6 in 100 half-court possessions, which is also 10th. So the their resurgence on defense before we had that uh, amazing game winner against the Suns. I mean, they really they really turned it around after that suspension. Everyone said that Kerr was losing in the locker room. That was a big rumor around. I think we even talked about that one week on the show. I mean, they really flipped the script.
2: Yeah, it was a, a great turnaround by them. And they, they, it starts on the defensive end because, you know, Steph's been pretty much unstoppable this year, and he's scoring that will. The problem is, is you just can't outscore how, exactly. know, how badly – they've been given up points on defense and it was a lot of blowing leads. It was bad fourth quarter defense that, you know, had them even outside the plan, but they lost a game where Steph had 60 points. Cause they gave up 141 since then they've won five in a row against some good teams against the sons uh, against the Pacers. I played Brooklyn. Who's who's having a, de- a pretty good year. They got a lot of young stars there. Uh, I'll be it they beat the Sixers without Embiid, but it's been that defense has been huge on that resurgence. Uh, just you know, being a you, if you're being able to keep the game close and you have an elite shooter like Steph Curry and you give him a chance to take one of the final shots or just to hit a clutch shot to ice it, you'll start winning games like that.
1: That leads us into our uh, top five plays. That is one of our picks this week. So, we're going to show you guys. We got a segment we're top doing five list
2: HGN Caveman's top five plays of the week. So, starting it off at number five, we're going to go back to the Super Bowl on a little trick play. The 49ers ran. Well, before
5: you go into that, do you guys want to go on
1: break? Uh, no, we only got like 10 minutes. Okay,
5: all right. So, which one?
2: Touchdown, pass five. That's the one. A great
3: play. Yeah. Oh, this ball's in the air for a long time. McCaffrey's able to pull it down, and he's going in for the touchdown. Second on the play clock, second and nine. Purdy's pass. Caught. Jennings did
2: it. Joe on Jennings, other touchdown in there just for.
1: That was his. Just because that video is uh, saying that he should have won that super bowl mvp. He had a good game though, threw a passing touchdown and got a receiving touchdown.
2: So, only reason that trick play wasn't higher came in the losing effort Chiefs. But coming in at number 4, Tyree Saliburton finds himself in trouble. So what does he do? what's he do? Oh, he just passes it back to himself off the backboard.
0: I uh, should have number four
1: If you didn't know, that's Portuguese. Shout out to NBA Prostil for posting that video. That was the only one I could save to my camera roll. So, yeah, that's that one.
2: Hey, I, I love some of these international calls, though. Especially the, the NBA ones. They, they get gassed up about that. So, NBA fans.
1: But the literally, that pass is insane.
2: Yeah. And then I think, it, you know, it would have been higher because we've seen guys alley-oop it to themselves off the glass. But...
1: Alley-oop assist? I, mean, I don't know if we've ever seen that too often. That's,
2: that's pretty unique. And, hey, he's the assist leader in the NBA right now. So, of course, you know, he's going to hit his teammate. And Siakam coming in and clutch to knock it down. Uh, coming in at number three, we're actually going to keep it with the uh, Pacers. Uh, Aaron
1: Neesmith.
2: Teammate of Halliburton with just a vicious. Caught himself a back. body. Yeah.
1: That's our number three clip.
0: Pajemski has it. Here come the screens. Curry comes free. Gets the ball. Puts up a three-pointer. Back! Charlie Brown some early minutes here.
2: Todd Gibson on the floor as well. What makes LTD unique in the history of Yo, it's HG guys. Okay.
1: <laughs> so this is Aaron Neesmith dunks number three.
3: Neesmith with the running stop! Oh my goodness! Just destroyed it! Aaron Neesmith! Woo! My goodness, that was vicious! <laughs> We told you he's got a body. It's out a lot of granite. He knows how to use it, folks. And challenges the rim. Right there's the punch.
2: Ooh.
1: That's the goat of no, that clip.
2: Those are the Hornets announcers making that call.
1: That's who I. That's who I model my play-by-play game after that hey, dude right there brings the, the heat to the commentary booth. <laughs> they just they
2: just love the game of basketball. So even I love that guy. Happening against their team, I mean, you got to get hyped up. there, are post to dunk like that.
1: Yeah, that was so an absolutely mean slam by him. gave Aaron. you
2: guys a little teaser of it, uh, and we were talking about it earlier, but number two is Steph, Steph Curry. Curry doing what he does, hitting game-winning shots.
0: But Jemsky has it. Here come the screens. Curry comes free. Gets the ball, puts up a three-pointer, bang, Steph Curry nails the three-pointer with seven-tenths of a second remaining.
2: On the call. And no, seriously,
1: iconic... he bang! he adds well, everything to it.
2: One of the, the most iconic calls in all of sports. It's absolutely exhilarating to hear if you're just watching a a game of a team you're not a fan of neither or it happens to your team. One of the worst sounds to hear if it happens against your team. Man, is it rough. Yeah. You like like to play off time.
1: Playoff time hearing that against your team. You just hope that your team has the ball. But that 30-foot jump shot, the improvisation on that.
2: Well, especially it was kind of a bad inbound pass. and He almost lost it. And he just turns around, stops and pops, drains it.
1: From okay. the hash mark, pretty much. Yep. And that's what Curry does. That's his usual.
2: But our number one play of the league is Luka Doncic. Just- Charlie
3: Brown getting some early minutes here. Taj Gibson on the floor as well. And Powell open Luka Doncic with a little spice. Come on. Oh, that right handed. He
2: did turn around. Nonetheless. That's just incredible. That's off a of blitz. The guy got blitzed.
1: I't mean you. The playmaking that Luca has always brought to that team, just averaging as many triple doubles as this guy does in you can't expect anything less from him.
2: I mean, just an, an absolutely magical pass. He might win assist of the year again. I mean, remember last year where he had he like threw it like around the basket almost, um, like double teamed in the corner. He threw it from the right corner all the way to the left, like on a kind of hook shot around the defense. And now this one I mean, not not only was it a no-look pass, but like he threw it behind the back.
1: That's pretty accurate, too. Like, oh, wow. He tried to do it the next night, and yeah. it went way out of bounds. He, like, flung a crazy pass into the stance. It was funny. He,
2: he got some zip on that one, man. Powell was... He, yeah, he
1: had yeah, a... I mean, that was like a sorry, back shoulder touching. pass right there. That's crazy. What a throw from Luca. That was our top five plays. If you had any other ones, go ahead and call in, text in, leave it in the comments. Because we I'm sure we do miss things. That was just our top five most memorable things that we saw this if week.
2: If you want to submit you know, maybe a play to be in consideration for the top five plays. Once these shows are done, uh, they go up on Spotify. There's a QA and you know, just like a what did you think of the show option? You can go in there at any point while it shows up on Spotify and tell us, hey, this you guys see this crazy play and this game. Maybe put this in your top five plays of the week. Play of the week, and maybe
1: look. it's even a story that you want us to cover. Just let us know. That's a good way for us to interact with you. I like that, HG. Hey,
5: before you guys end it, I wanted to have, I wanted you guys to announce it since you are our uh, our sports uh, insider. So we had a giveaway during the Super Bowl. If you if you caught that, and one of the things that we were giving away, and I'm, I'm showing it now is the the uh, this baseball card. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, if you guys remember seeing this, but this is a, a Mahomes uh, baseball card, or fo- I'm sorry, football card, okay? So we have a winner, and I was going to let you guys announce it, and it is none other than slacker 82 alpha
2: so i wanted you guys to congrats congrats
5: man
1: he's got our political show on mbr hopefully i can uh tune in once you get the card you gotta show everybody that'll be pretty cool
2: and what was that what were you telling us that one was value that h because it's a it's a pretty high value you know
5: it's It's funny you said that because uh my the the person that does whole card thing he wrote me and he's like Dude, it just so happens that we picked the right quarterback. Like that card is worth so much more now compared to when it where passed. it was. Yeah. No I think it's to? like it was a dollar or something and now it's probably worth like 50 or 40 bucks or something. Must have been before
1: their whole like huge blow up. Well, you know, and was... they
5: named him MVP, so that just puts even more shit on yeah. it there's one uh, final
1: story I did want to touch base on today before we head out of here. there was a a young player on Washington State on their basketball team Miles Rice his freshman season at Washington State before the actual season started he was diagnosed with cancer he was battling cancer for that whole entire season was in remini- was in remission June 2023. And he's back now to potentially lead the Cougars to their first national tournament since 2008. This is a team that they beat red-hot number eight Arizona Wildcats this season. They they just had a nice game against Oregon. He had 21 points, nine boards, three assists. He's averaging 15 points per game. And he's shooting you know 45.6%. This dude. To come back from battling cancer and then leading your team to the national tournament, there's going to be a lot of eyes watching the Washington State team this
5: season. Oh, what an incredible story.
1: It's pretty crazy. I actually do have a video clip, H. Okay. Once you're done, uh, type in the comment there. Okay. Put that in. It was a Miles Rice recap.
5: All right. Hopefully that I spelled that right. We're fixing to find out. There we go. I just wanted yeah. to make sure that we do that. And Congrats. then you said that the video. Miles Rice, or yeah, Miles Rice. Got it. One of the top
4: freshmen in the nation has a story you need to hear. Miles Rice was a star in high school before committing to Washington State. He was gearing up for his freshman year when, in September 2022, he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin lymphoma, in other words, cancer. He spent one of the toughest years of his life getting chemo, far removed from hooping. But nine months later, he went into remission and was able to return to the court late this past summer. Now, as a freshman at West, Rice is averaging over 17 points per game and was just named. Pac-12 freshman of the week. Washington State has jumped out to a six and one start, and Rice has scored in double figures in six of those games. Congrats to Miles Rice,
1: who went from beating Cancer to beating the top guards in the nation.
2: Everyone. Yeah, what that's a incredible, incredible story, man. Incredible story. Wish I hope they make it. And Washington State, nothing but good luck.
1: That was earlier in the season when they were six and one. They're not in the top 25 right now, but they're still playing that that same brand of basketball, especially when you upset a a top 10 ranked team in the country. That's a a big win in a Pac-12, like a pretty powerhouse Pac-12 conference when it comes to men's basketball. Same with women's because the women's team is number four or number eight in the country as well, I think. Number four on the AP vote. They upset LSU. This, uh, way to open the season and their next week was what 97 to 38 they beat a team hg in week two oh, oh they have the, the, the cu, CU women's C- they C- absolutely are on yeah. a terror right now but They're college looking pretty good.
2: general's in a, in a good spot it's going to be an exciting march madness for both men's and women's and we got uh caitlin clark is having a, a historic year
1: eight points eight away points
2: away from breaking the scoring record. so
1: Kelsey Plum, watch out! It's Caitlin Clark's coming for that scoring record. The, and that's in the entire NCAA, so it's wild. They recently got upset by Nebraska in a huge game, but she's right there. It's a it's a crazy way for her to get her season going too. I think it's her senior year.
2: Yeah. Wow! So she'll she'll be a first round draft pick in the WNBA for sure. For sure.
1: With that, everyone.
5: Before it's 10 a.m. we before we end, let everybody know when when's the next Regis game.
1: Next Regis games, March first and March second. They're going to be playing, and then the playoffs start March fifth. So
2: we will be there for at least one, as long as the women can hang on to their top four spot. You get the host your quarterfinal. Match yeah, they've at got home. a
1: three game road trip. Final two games are at home, and then the RMAC tournament starts.
5: Right. Now, are yeah. you guys going to be announcing for the tournament or just, just the home, home game? At least okay. the home game. All right.
1: Which, hoping. Fingers crossed they got one. Black Hill State lost the same night that Regis uh, lost to uh, Westminster. So it could keep them up there to have a home spot.
2: I was, I was looking last night, though. Um, Regis, the men have dropped to sixth, unfortunately. Oh, MSU man. Denver also jumped them, and then Black Hill State is ahead of them.
1: Dang. That is that's heartbreaking. I really wanted they, to watch a home playoff game for the men. They they're an the underdog they're not, for they're sure. They're not
2: out of it completely, but they do. You know, they'll they'll need to win most of their games and get some help along the way. But still, could have two home playoff games to start the RMAC tournament for them. All right, everybody. Well, that's going to be the show today. Thank, Thank you, you for all watching. So much for tuning in. And always remember, we love hearing from the viewers. But don't be afraid to Share your with us. We'll see you here next
1: week with we'll the clock not
2: steady time. No.
5: That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight, anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes. And thanks for joining us today. I'd like to take a moment to talk about